Airbnb, if you've got one reserved sometime this summer, this will be important to you because they have announced today some rule changes. And for more on that, here's travel expert Leslie Cater, who joins us once again on the show. Leslie, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon to you, Jeff. Okay, this is a rule change regarding parties. It was originally made uh, during the pandemic, Leslie, and now it's been made permanent? Yes, that's right. Uh, They're really cracking down on what they call the party houses. Because we've all read the stories of somebody rents a house for uh, a, a long weekend and they crowd the place out, they cause a lot of damage, and uh, Airbnb is just saying no more to this. All right, so how are they cracking down on parties inside Airbnb rentals? Is there now a, a capacity or person limit? Uh, how is this working? That's right. Um, so it did have um, a 16 person limit. So they can allow larger homes listed on the platform. But uh, there are certain guests and some hosts who were suspended already. Over 6,000 guests were suspending in 2021 for violating the party ban. And this is really to protect the Airbnb owners as well. You know, they, they want to make the platform very safe. It's been incredibly popular such a rapid growth. They only started up in 2008, and they've really huge. Right, and uh, to your point, yeah, it's very interesting because Airbnb says that uh, they've seen a 44% a year-over-year drop in party reports since they implemented this policy that starting today they're making permanent against uh, parties and this capacity limit of uh, over 16 in a rental. Uh, having right. said that, uh, they're doing this uh, not only, I think, obviously for, for owners, because I'm sure there's a lot of owners that were a surprise. They were renting their place out and it uh, turned into uh, Party Central. But the, you would think that this is also maybe enhancing and helping Airbnb and their reputation because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of press, as you mentioned, around this, Leslie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, hotels are obviously in competition to a certain extent with Airbnb. And they also complain. They say that, you know, they don't have to pay hotel taxes, rental taxes, things like that. So obviously an Airbnb very often comes in at a cheaper rate. Um, And, you know, I I guess from the hotel's point of view, it's it's fair. But certain states in the U.S. uh, are now saying that it's illegal to sublet a residential space such as a home, apartment, for fewer than 30 days unless the resident is present at the same time as the guest. So they're trying to cut down on these short rentals. You know, you go in for four days, five days, have a big party and disturb the whole neighborhood. So do we have a sense, as the travel industry, Leslie, does uh, the travel industry have a sense as where this is uh, going in the future? As you mentioned, Airbnb, their popularity has uh, just taken off. It's been astronomical uh, over the last uh, 10 plus uh, years. Uh, is the thought that Airbnb is uh, here to stay, or do we think that uh, more and more jurisdictions uh, might be uh, cracking down, as you mentioned, on them? Well, it'll be interesting to see if some jurisdictions start expecting Airbnb lodgings to pay some sort of tax. Um, that would be one thing that's interesting. I don't think anything's going to slow down Airbnb. I know from experience that many people going across to Europe, they'll say to me, oh, no, don't worry with the hotel. I'll just go with an Airbnb. And I think, well, okay, that's your choice. But you know, once you're over there, you've got no support as compared to if you're booking into a hotel. 
Absolutely. Also, while we have you here this afternoon, Leslie, wanted to ask you about uh, the latest at uh, Canadian airports, because we're hearing that uh, more and more missing baggage claims is really adding to the chaos at our airports. What can you tell us about that? Oh, it's it's dreadful. I think just about every second person you know has had their luggage delayed somehow. One of my colleagues here in the office just got back at the weekend from a two-week European cruise. Her luggage was lost on the way out. She hasn't seen it yet. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's frustrating. And every time she's tried to trace it, you know, they, they give her a different place where her luggage is obviously doing a round-the-world trip, I guess. Yeah. Um, but another important thing, Jeff, that alarmed me was that she said when she flew back, she flew back from London to Vancouver, then connected to Calgary, domestic flight. She said in the domestic arrivals, the chaos with the number of bags all over the place, right in view, completely unprotected. Anybody could walk into the domestic terminal and pick up a suitcase. I mean, what the heck? Mm. Yeah, and I'm hearing more and more that people are using those Apple Air tags, Leslie. Have you seen that to keep track of their uh, luggage? And they're uh, calling the airline in the airports, and they're telling them that their bags are still overseas. And they're saying, "No, no, I can see it right there at your airport. I know it's there." Yes, and the the airport, the baggage people, they just they have so many bags to go through that they they default by just saying, "No, it's not here," which mm-hmm. I can understand their frustration as well. But it's, uh, and, and please, people, be careful what you pack in your bag. There was a report of a lady whose luggage was lost. She went to Costa Rica, and inside her bag, she had hiking boots worth $400. Well, I would have worn those on the plane, but she also had $400 in cash stuck in a sock. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Well, what is your advice then to those that have got a flight to book? I only got about 30 seconds uh, left here, but if at all possible, are you best, obviously, just to go with carry-on and keep your stuff with you? Carry-on all the way. At this time, just do carry-on. You can take two pieces. You can take your carry-on, and I take a backpack as well, and I cram as much in there as I can. <laughs> all right. Uh, Leslie, <laughs> always appreciate uh, the time and the advice. Uh, thank you so much for this this afternoon. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right, be well. There is travel expert Leslie Cater with us, and that does it for our time here on this Tuesday. Thanks, as always, for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Have a great rest of the afternoon, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow at 1. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.